that poor Batman. While he's busy busting criminals, he gets his heart stolen by Kim Basinger. And that's not all Basinger steals in the movie. She carries away a few scenes as well. Lisa Gibbons reports. I'm here to see some of the wildlife in Gotham City. Wild? Yeah. Like what? Like bats. When Kim Basinger was called at the last minute to replace actress Sean Young as Vicki Vale, the photojournalist hot on Batman's trail, she was a bit hesitant. I got the phone call on a Friday night, and they wanted me in London on Sunday morning. And I said, no way, boys. I don't think this is going to make it, man. I got cleaners to pick up. I, mean, I got dogs. I got a house. I got a pack. Um, I had no time for fear. I had no time to think. Ten minutes, I was on a plane in my head. You're kidding. Yeah, I just did it's that quick. Not knowing one thing about Batman, not having read the script at all. Vicki Vale. Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living? But she read the credits and saw the chance to work with an interesting co-star or two. It's Batman. It's Jack. It's Michael. It's Tim Burton. Freaky. Mm, I like this. I like the gamble. The built-in expectations that come along with this movie are almost overwhelming. Yes. Was that something that those of you who were involved thought about? Did it add a pressure every day on the set? I don't think anybody knew the magnitude of the, of the film. I could see it growing on a daily basis. I really could. You know, and then the love story got into it, and I said, you know, the Phantom of the Opera of the 80s, and I thought, this is a little shaky, boys. This is scary. What we have here is much bigger than we think. Mm. Forget Vicki Vale. What about you relating to this Batman character in full regalia? It's a very sexy suit. Mm. It's a sexy-looking little, little outfit. Women, by the time they see the ribs and the this and the mask, there's no face. There's no element of... I mean, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And I felt that way. I really did. And when the script called for her to fall for the caped crusader, Kim simply called on her own instincts about falling in love. I always say that love conquers all because love or in love or, um, or sex or infatuation or whatever you want to call it. I think once she actually is falling in love with Bruce Wayne, I think she could care less whether he's Batman or Jack the Ripper. <laughs> As for true love, Bat fans will have to wait and see. Producers intend for Batman to be a trilogy. Lisa Gibbons, Entertainment Tonight. Thanks, Lisa. It's highly improbable, but just in case you haven't heard, and we promise this will be the last time we tell you, Batman opens tomorrow in theaters. So, uh, finally, we get our introduction with uh, Kim Basinger, who unfortunately uh, has to meet HBO's Arliss, who I think before he even sees her face is commenting on her legs, which she has propped up on, I presume, his desk. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> unlike our last Batman episode on Unforgiven... Um, she doesn't need any sort of parade to bring her back to the city. She declares herself that she, well, she likes bats. And she, I guess, you know, is like a um, Tim Burton uh, dream girl. Maybe not like like the frizzy, like black hair and like extremely pale skin. But she apparently is into creepy things. She's into sort of death and decay and darkness and has been drawn to the city uh, in a professional capacity, but also seems uh, somewhat passionate uh, about uh, darker subject matter. So um, how did this one play for you? As a young man, Derek, maybe you were too young to understand the allure of like a feminine presence into this very dorky movie. You're too young to know you were straight, boy. Uh -oh. 
before I go on that, you know, you mentioned something that, uh, and I just looked it up just to make sure that that I was not completely uh, wrong on this. Um, the idea that this was Tim Burton's Dream Girl really kind of makes sense if you have ever read the um, the the Sean Young was cast originally mm. as Vicky mm-hmm. okay. Vale. Yeah, and that you're talking about more the that, look. yeah, doesn't it? Right, um, and. <sighs> how thrown off I would be now and like if we were in an alternate universe and that was Vicky Vale who uh that that's Vicky Vale whose newspaper uh is you know who's hiding behind the news that would I have no idea how that would play anyway um at the time as a kid no I didn't I didn't think anything about it um because you're right I was all of um by the time I saw it probably uh three four closer to four years of age and so I was just like oh Batman girl cool like why is she on the screen why is she wasting my time um i don't want to make it seem like i was some grizzled old man with you know chest hair i was (laughs) six when i saw this like at a drive-in and was fucking pumped so i mean sticks is enough for a chub though right the beginnings of one (laughs) (laughs) there we go (laughs) but um i think it does clue you in just the her saying i like bats Uh, you're like okay yes this woman has her eye on the ball. Get us back to Batman. What is all this other bullshit we're talking about? And for some reason, even though I don't understand it yet, when she says it, it means more to me than HBO's Arliss saying it, that he's interested mm-hmm. in this Batman. When he's harassing cops about like, hey, there's a guy in a bat suit. Uh, he's annoying. He's obnoxious. She a says perfect it, like side character, though, like, right? Like that is, he has the face of just a dude. And that's fine. Some people just have that, but you're right. Like it doesn't play uh, with any sort of like interest. Like if this is, if the movie was about like him tracking Batman, uh, like that's the side story. Uh, he, he's just an investigator who really wants to know um, what this guy's motivation is. I don't think I care very much. You're right. Like he's it not is Harrison Ford and Blade Runner to, to make another reference to Sean Young. Right. He right. does it. It looks cool. Uh, this guy does it. Uh, not so much, but it does. It also gives the sense of like, oh, another movie star has actually entered this film. She's gonna be able to play in that world. She'll get things done. She's when she says, uh, "Hey, there's there's this party uh, Bruce Wayne's throwing, uh, so you you can get us in, right?" And you know, comically, he's like, "Oh, I think someone misplaced or I misplaced those like you know invites." You have no doubt that Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale mm-hmm. will find herself in that party. Yet again, we're getting closer to to Batman. And I think that's, it is a difficulty with, you know, if we keep it to superhero movies. Uh, I don't know if you saw the recent Thor that came out this summer. Uh, I did Love not. And Thunder. Um, well, that, I think it's on Disney Plus now. So, you uh, you know, that's where Disney really wants your money. They don't care about theater I style. I will not. You're not, gonna, you're not a Thor man at all? Uh, I... Because I have them on the schedule, by the way. (laughs) Towards the end of this run. It's just oversaid. You know, as someone who used to be a uh, somewhat of a comic movie defender, um, like, oh, I can always find something to enjoy about it. Uh, At uh, 30, almost 35, uh, I look up now and there's just so much content that I just can't keep up with. Like, I just, Mm. I cannot keep up with all the shows and all the uh, She-Hulks and the, so in like all the controversy with, I don't know if there's actually controversy with Thor Love and Thunder other than like some people liked it and some people absolutely thought it was dog shit, I guess, but that's every movie. Um, yeah. yeah I, I was like, oh, okay. 
maybe one day uh, if my son wants to watch it, I will sit and watch it with him. But that's kind of where I've gotten to now with these movies. Well, uh, so I'm not uh, trying to spoil it because, you know, it's, it will be probably episode 78 of this run of the Batman Minutes. Cause it's pretty we'll say I love that movie 45 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Natalie Portman is introduced in the first Thor, which I assume you, you have seen because that was yeah. over 10 years ago when you were you were still uh, excited and optimistic about My all the things. Still work. Yeah. Yeah. Still had um, sex. Natalie Portman is <laughs> is in this film, but she is so clearly the the girlfriend role where she is like, let me explain Earth to you, a uh, god with like massive biceps and a, a hammer you can throw through walls. And so that's always, unfortunately, kind of a thing. And you, you're talking about controversies now, like with She-Hulk, which also, I mean, I, I have to admit I'm not a She-Hulk uh, expert. I'm not even really a Hulk expert as far as the comics. I just know he got close to like nuclear radiation or bomb right then he turned green and yeah he has anger issues i don't really know the origin of she hulk so i don't know if it diverts from that but the mentality then i don't know if i don't know if marvel comics would have been called woke then i think they were just like can't we have a green giant woman character as well <laughs> like it's just like can we create yeah. more toys out of this um now unfortunately i guess the argument is like well why are you changing this like why is why does every legacy character have to be like female or minority like let us like enjoy them as they originally were and cre basically create your own new characters instead new characters by the way that these original they, fans will not pay attention to no one will pay attention they, to they, they don't have the legacy how many um, times have you seen princess and the frog because i haven't did you say princess and the frog yeah the uh <laughs> what is it the black disney <laughs> princess movie i look, i don't know like I'm hesitant to go on the record about this because I remember watching it on Blu-ray, I think, when it came out. Because okay. that's, like, the time period where I had just got, like, a PS3. And, like, everything on Blu-ray blew my fucking mind because I was like, man, nothing will ever look as good as this. Like, this is fantastic. Like, I wanted everything in high def, including the Princess <laughs> the and the Frog. The one Princess you know, and the Frog fan in the world. I found <laughs> you. Know, you know, I had no reason to be checking it out. I have no kids. I was in my... 20s at that point and i was just like this animation will never look as good as this princess. so <laughs> so you bring that up i don't really remember the dynamics between the characters the plot that much i mean it's fairy tale stuff whatever um but i do remember having such a good experience with it that in my mind i'm like that movie was fantastic that movie was fucking great. a new classic and it taught us is, a is lesson. that wrong is that not how it's perceived by the internet i don't know i never i never researched it we've retitled you woke mike now you can take you can take back uh everything from uh all your other shows where you're red mike that's great princess and the frog brings people together you have me curious today, and I'm, my Google search history is going to look really weird because I'm going to do a deep dive into, like, what was the response to Princess and the Frog? Because I thought everyone loved it. And then we, it's the same way with Last Jedi, Derek. I came out of the yeah. theater thinking, like, Star Wars is back, baby. I had no idea the vitriol was coming. I thought, that was great. And you know, we're all going to be on the same page. Everyone's mm -hmm. going to love this. That You know, Princess and the Frog, same thing. The point I was getting to is that it's it's awkward to introduce, unfortunately, female characters into these legacy IPs, which were created usually in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, where it was going to be a straight white guy. And right. then if there was a woman involved, it was someone that he had to save, you know, repeatedly. 
Spider-Man somehow gets away with it. Like that is that is like his his thing with his fucking old aunt uh, and his you know various girlfriends. One that dies, you know, in the I guess the original canon. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, in alternate versions, he gets like, I guess in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, we have Mary Jane in that regard that he does save. But they put her in the same position as Gwen Stacy. <sighs> Batman, you know what? I, I'm going to credit him a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to credit the, okay. the, the straight white character of Batman. And I think he's so weird and so removed. He manages to somehow avoid the girlfriend problem. The closest we get to it is maybe Batman Forever with Nicole Kidman. I, I was, you know, I was just about to, when we first started talking about Vicki Vale and her weird desire to like court death and macabre, um, th- they play that again pretty much at, with Vicky or not Vicky Vale's character, um, Chase Meridians or Chase Meredith's, whatever it is. Uh, is that her, Nicole Kidman? Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Okay. And uh, she's not, you know, obsessed with like death, but she is obsessed with uh, whatever like sociopathy that exists in Batman. And I want to understand this man. I, exactly. Exactly. Like captain, like save a kind of situation, which is hilarious when you think about it. Cause to your point, Batman may avoid some of those, those like trappings and pitfalls because he is one, just obsessed with his job in a way that I think most of these other characters are not like, right. Like, like you said, Spider-Man, it's almost the burden of his superheroism, but really he wants to just be a 15 year old kid that gets to do cool shit, like flying around and Superman's always wondering like, why can I also you know be human and be able to settle down with a Lois Lane and Batman's burden is the fact that, uh, you know, all these women are just like obsessed with him and wanting to get to I'm know too him. hot. <laughs> I'm too jacked. Right. They're getting in the way of my business. <laughs> He's like, really, he is the, like, unfortunately, he's the incel dream because mm, that's what they mm-hmm. would want. They would want to be chased, but like, oh, I don't have time for you because I'm doing more important shit. However, I do recognize you are chasing me. And so for with Batman, yeah, he's it's not as much of a problem for him because Vicky Vale, she's on his radar, but really because it's like another gnat that he's like, he wants to get to the Joker. And, oh, my gosh, this woman who just keeps eyeing me. Like, why are you doing it? Let me flick my light on in my Batmobile so you're staring at me. Uh, <laughs> it's a completely uh, different situation with, with that um, superhero character and the love interest. I think they do the best they can. I, I usually look at uh, these older films and think, like, okay, they just need they need an attractive woman because, <laughs> unfortunately, there's uh, probably – gonna be some grown-ass mid in the audience that's like well i mean yeah he puts on a latex suit but if he doesn't fuck a woman i'm gonna think he's <laughs> I mean, a if he weird. ain't wearing a latex condom <laughs> i'm not here for that. like like they need to justify seeing childish shit and fisticuffs but between freaks between action figures you better put a beautiful woman in there in the mix and I think this one works better than certainly like you get into the Schumacher territory, you get into the Batgirl with Alicia Silverstone. I I don't, you know, I I find that that found seems more dated than the older films, 89. Like it seems like we got progressive progressively worse. And maybe you could make the argument too, even when the dark Knight trilogy that uh, unfortunately, like with Maggie Gyllenhaal, she is, she is literally used as a damsel in distress and means for, for vengeance of Batman to continue his, his quest for violence. 
do you ever i guess i'll wrap this up with um do you ever regret that they felt the need to do the james bond thing and have a new uh you know female acquaintance um with Kim Basinger and Vicky Vale, it's awkward because I love Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman mm-hmm. Returns so much that I don't mind her missing. But it would have been somewhat interesting to see someone that is so diehard about entering the world, and then she's out so quickly. I guess being thrown off of a, <laughs> a giant church tower will do that to you. <laughs> but um, I think that Kim Basinger, I think it could have gotten a little weird and a little cool. Even if she, I mean, she might not have had many, many minutes in the uh, sequels, but. Um, I think that may have been a mistake. That kind of presents uh, a spotlight on the problem that we just need uh, a fresh, warm body of a woman every yeah. adventure. It doesn't have to be the same person. It almost feels like continuity error. It's not, but it almost feels like a, where is she at? Where, where is the mention, the true mention of, of a Vicky Bell? Because you're right. Like it, I'm imagining a situation where Batman's trying to like silence the Bat computer because Vicky Bell's there, but um selena keeps trying to call him and he's trying not to get caught <laughs> that's my work phone that's my work phone but it's just a picture of like catwoman's face and she's like i know that bitch is calling you again <laughs> and you also couldn't trust um you couldn't trust alfred because uh he's like the the worst wingman ever he just brings you know and i know we'll talk about this later vicky bell to the back game that is a very divisive minute we're going to get to. That uh-huh. is, even, even then, uh, you know, the fans fans were unhappy. But for now, it was all it was all great because uh, Hot Blonde enters the film and everyone can feel okay about playing with their with their toys again. And so this uh, is going to be a means of introduction to Dracula, which we recorded with Derek's favorite guest, uh, Dave Giannini, is back. Is that pervert and- there? I forgot. <laughs> I'm just going to stop my introduction, play a clip. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of the episode. Stoker's Dracula. We are bringing back uh, Dave from Offscreen Death. Uh, yet again, I think I'm being kind. Uh, this may be mildly insulting. I don't know, but I just assume Dave's a fan. That is correct. Of this yes, you did me. You monster did me bullshit. Another favor, Gary Oldman. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> Gary Oldman looking all manner. Based of on my favorite book uh, ever, ever read, ever written. So, yeah, big favor. <laughs> all right, let, I I did have a question. Uh, I feel like. I heard this. I don't know if it's in the special features or I read this. 
But is this titled Bram Stoker's Dracula because of some sort of rights, like with the Universal monsters? Because yeah. I, I I read that Coppola was like, oh, it was you know, it was an honor of the original novel and the author and all that. But I'm like, yeah, no. I think it probably was due some sort of like there was a competing film or something. Yeah, because even now, if you um, if you look it up on a lot of sites, like it'll show up just under Dracula. So I think that issue has gone mm-hmm. away. Um, I don't think he had. I mean, I will say that this is the most faithful film version of Dracula. It's the closest to Bram Stoker's version, but there's certainly uh, he makes he makes some changes here, you know, so. It's not like, oh, Bram Stoker, we have to really keep it as it was. He was not interested in that. <laughs> he got him stabbing crosses and bleeding. I mean, there's there's a lot here. So. Lots of blood. Semen. Um, <laughs> well, right. we'll get to it. We're going to get there. But, I mean, it, uh, it, it's like the, what, Nosferatu, right? They didn't right. have the rights, essentially, to the, uh, you know, to the Dracula story, so they kind of make some some changes. So it seemed to be an Just issue like with Hook. the like the Stoker thing. estate. Is... Yeah, exactly. another American classic. Hook, like one of my all time favorites. We are uh, in our our Batman eighty nine uh, countdown of everything of note that came out afterwards. We're in ninety two. We have missed somehow. We it. missed it. Damn, <laughs> didn't happen. I only got one vote, guys. I only got one vote. Mike has two. Is that how it works? <laughs> Essentially, I guess. Because <laughs> that's why we're here and not talking about Hook. <laughs> Look, this is, uh, well, I guess Hook's a what? Love between a father and a son. You know, it's not exactly the like how you love said story. That. Well, you, you know, you may be into that, Derek. I myself, nah, not for me. <laughs> but, uh,. I don't think you could deny that this is a, uh, a romance, capital R through and through, at least this yeah. version of it. My goodness. Mm. Um, Gary Oldman's Dracula here is completely pussy whipped. Crossed oceans like, of time, all... Mike. Oceans of time. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to start. I'm not going to start with our guest. Uh, so go download, subscribe, rate, do what you do with the off-screen death. We'll get to that at the end of this. Um, I want to start with Derek. Because I think that his vote is the one that matters when it comes to... Oh, now. <laughs> now it does. It didn't with Hook. <laughs> but now, certainly Dave's vote does not matter because I think I know the answer. Is Winona Ryder a grand enough gesture across all space and time, oceans of time, to <laughs> condemn your soul to hell to feast on blood just to get a whiff <laughs> of seeing Winona Ryder... Again, just to be in proximity to her. I, I mean, he turns to... into a fucking wolf, and well, I think that's yeah, when he fucks Redhead. Yeah, used to be my that's used to be the, the biggest reason that I said I'd never go back and watch that film because it just made me so uncomfortable. But <laughs> the redhead, not the wolf part. The the Why would you waste your time, <laughs> Harry? Go somewhere else. But uh, no, you know how I think you know how I feel about. Uh, went on a rider, which is ain't great. It's not great. Um, <laughs> Where did that but, start, Derek? Did it start with Dracula? Did it start with this no, or something else? Probably uh, Beetlejuice and hmm. uh, Edward Scissorhands. Just, hmm. I just I've never really enjoyed her that much. Um, and with this film, here's my issue. It, I mean, sure, if that's what you're into, scrawny. Across the oceans, her little ass. If that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. 
<laughs> but you have Monica Bellucci. Mm, that is a good point. Like literally, just like like she's like two she's like two floors down from you. I don't know where she's at, but I mean, she's in the same like a lizard and castle get there, on the hill. Fine, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turn into a rat and scurry up. Like Whoa. Her, you know, whatever. Um, yep, yep. I know. Uh, <laughs> but you have Monica Bellucci. Like literally, she's one of your wives or concubines or whatever you want to call that. She is listed as Dracula's bride. Uh, I, wish bride. I wish she'd had a number. I wish IMDb. She's got to be one, right? The I mean, Dracula's brides. She's got to be one. I don't know who these other lovely ladies are, but I recognize uh, this That's... name. Not just did... because Dave and I did a, a recent podcast with her, so she's. You know, my she's Google search mind. history is she's fresh on the brain. I bet she on the is. algorithm. And Dave tells me easy. See, you see where this is going. <laughs> Oh, let me just say say this, actually, on the Winona Ryder part, because I was thinking about this when I was watching it, and, I, and you know, I've always loved horror films. Uh, I've liked and enjoyed most of, of the, you know, the versions of Dracula. I couldn't really remember about, like, the, the you know, Nosferatu and, um, you know, Bela Lugosi's Dracula, like, who he's going after. But I did not too recently, well, actually pretty recently, uh, watch the, uh, like, the German Nosferatu that came out, like, in the 70s. And I had to look her name up, uh, but this is basically the the woman that he's in love with, uh, Isabel Ajani. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. Exactly. So I'm thinking, like, that was my comparison while watching this. And sorry. <laughs> like, it just, it doesn't. You have to be sorry. Why, why would no. you ever apologize for he, that? That's he should apologize. <laughs> he should apologize. Dracula should apologize. <laughs> You cut off my head and drive a stick through my heart as you did poor Lucy, you murdering bastard. Not while I live. I'm sworn to protect you. Safer than the circle. I've lost Lucy. I'll not lose you to him. Yours are Satan! This is Holy Ghost! Leave this place now! Leave! Name of God! Leave this gun! I command you in the name of Christ! Uh, I'm trying to look up now, uh, Dave. I'm I'm now lost. If you want to say, go ahead and tell us about Coppola's vision, the source material, all, right. all that. Because I'm now Google. All right, that's faces that's totally fair. Bodies. Yeah, I think I think this movie makes a lot of interesting choices if you look at it compared to the, as you mentioned, the source material. Very fancy way to put the book. Um, it definitely makes it much more of a romance. Um, like you said, this does become a capital R romance, whereas. In the book, it's much more of, you know, Dracula in some ways kind of infecting, you know, our lead female character. And, like, essentially, like, there's a lot of discussion in the book about now she is fouled 
she is dirty. There's, the, mm-hmm. you know, they even have it in the movie the scene with like the host and, you know, the scar in her head and all that stuff. All that stuff is right. there, but it's not like, oh, I really love him. It's more like he, you know, flew into her bedroom at night and hypnotized her. And like, it's, it's still like written in a very erotic way, but it is, mm-hmm. but there's no consent there. Where here, it does feel like, you know, as he, you know, it's green mist in her sheets or whatever. She is right. like happy that he has arrived. Like it's not. She's like feeling him, right? A little exactly, bit. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. they they make those changes here, and I think I think it works, especially if you separate it from stuff from the book. And um, but I also think this would be really. I like it when it goes big. Um, so I love mm. Anthony Hopkins in this movie. Like he is like, if there's a piece of scenery, there are teeth marks on it from him. Like he is really going for it in this movie. Like there's, there's a whole sequence where he's like, well, I want to, I want to do this test, blah, blah, blah. It's like, are you saying you want to do an autopsy? Oh no, I just want to cut off her head. Like it's <laughs> fine. No big deal. <laughs> just like that was that man, the, the love of his life. Uh, which I get. Mm. She's, hot, she's a hot redhead. I'm I'm in for that. Um, and he's just like, oh, I just want to cut off her head. And he's like laughing. Like he's like almost, it's like such a manic performance. And, right. and I think he's one of the few people who truly knows what kind of movie he's in. Um, so does Gary Oldman. But of course he's under all the makeup and the prosthetics and the special effects and all that. And that stuff is great and beautifully done. Um, and of course, you know, the biggest weak link, God bless him, is Keanu Reeves. Uh, in this movie, like now, I have a question about that though. After you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. But all of the other films that Keanu has been in mm-hmm. since Bram Stoker's Dracula, and how he plays pretty much every role from that to John Wick, mm-hmm. there are moments where you're getting that Keanu. <laughs> yeah, and it's gotten to a place that we appreciate. Like that Keanu, you know what I mean? Well, like well, that yes. kind of expression. I think it's clear I think... we've become nicer as a society. Yes. More understanding. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, honestly, that <laughs> performance probably would have been fine if they didn't have him try to do the accent. Like, it is Dave, it's rough. Yeah. Like, that British accent is it, rough. It, it would not have been fine. It's it, a, it would have been fine. Like, whatever. It's a small role. He wouldn't he be comes great, back. but he's they, they try to make him a silver fox. And he it, comes back with it. Yeah, ugh. that doesn't really work. The hair doesn't really work. Absolutely not. But, you know, he gets to hang out with Monica Bellucci. So I think this is just envy from Mike not wanting to say anyone else with Monica Bellucci, <laughs> I which was, I understand. I was trying to. Totally. I'm sorry. I, I did hear uh, green mist in the sheets while Dave was talking. <laughs> yes. That's the only thing that got through. To the, the I knew that brain. would get your attention. But <laughs> I was desperately trying to find who Isabel Johnny's mother and or daughter was, because I felt like she was part of a film legacy. Famous family. I, I'm not seeing any faces or names that I would recognize, so I'm just going to go back to Derek's original point that she is just eternal. It's just Isabel and Johnny across the decades. So I'm thinking like, oh, that was her mom. That was her daughter. Uh, No, Uh, Derek, I'm now tasking you. We're going to do Diabolique on original remake for for reasons. (laughs) (laughs) For for research purposes. But do you see what I meant with that, though? Why that, you know, when I see Winona Ryder and my mind is thinking, like Isabel Adjani. It's, it's interesting or, that I'm, you say that because she was. Uh, so this was a uh, a do over for Coppola in that regard. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. She was uh, the part in The Godfather Three that he ended up giving to his daughter Sophia Coppola, and yep, you know, hmm. the, the mob chased her out of acting uh, after that. <laughs> um, but now, and we got the bling ring because of it. Thank goodness. That's... I did. I did watch On the Rocks last night, and I enjoyed it. 
Um, hmm. I don't know if that's a good Valentine's Day weekend movie to watch with the wife. Is hey, let's watch Rashida Jones expect suspect her husband of cheating for the entirety of the uh, the film. Perfect. But um, I I think it's funny now on the grand gesture, uh, almost uh, thirty years later, we're like, why don't a writer, mm, someone else, instead? So it's like <laughs> we're just showing that uh, you know film snobs just can never never be totally satisfied. And I knew Dave would come out with the uh, an absurd defense of Keanu Reeves here, who is, is really bad. A nice guy from all, all that we know about him. Apparently a, a super individual, but he's, uh, I think it's what you're saying, Dave. He's not allowing himself the fun that Oldman and Hopkins is. I actually think even some of the other, I don't know. Um, like the other husbands, not husbands, but suitors. Yeah, the suitors. Yeah, the, those guys are yeah. playing it a little bit more broadly and having more fun yes. with it. Mm. Uh, well, I think that has something to do with the character, though. Jonathan Harker, that's just who he is. I'm like wanting, you know, do you know what I want, he, Dave? He does his duty, and then he comes home. And I he, want Harker you know, to be kind of boring. Thomas Jane from Boogie Nights. Talking about his fucking <laughs> engine in his car, and just <laughs> talking about his dick, and just hyper-masculine, because part of the the thrill of the, the you know, and there's a lot there with Dracula's three brides, who we don't, we, we can rank later. Um... <laughs> Is seeing this man become consumed by that, but at least the, the way that character in, in the film was presented, it's just things that just happen to him. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 like they kind of play it for a split second as a temptation, as something uh, <laughs> comes up—the green mist through the sheets or whatever, the snakehead lady <laughs> uh, next mm-hmm. to his crotch. But for the Worth most it. part, he is a relatively sort of just vacant observer of all this crazy, mm-hmm. crazy shit. And I don't... But he even says, like, in his letter, like, I couldn't move, like, I couldn't say no. And I'm like, yeah. well, could you, though? I mean, mm-hmm. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather when we cut back to it, him having the time of his fucking life. And it's like, <laughs> right. I couldn't stop that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was your point, right, Dave, when you were saying that's, <laughs> sure, like, 90% of the burden was on Keanu to make something out of it. Uh, however, Harker, right? Is it Harker? Yep. Fuddy Duddy. It's, Mr. Fuddy Duddy. Yeah, he, Mr. Fuddy Duddy. Like, he, uh, you know, he's like Ted Mosby in How I Met Your Mother. He's just kind of a bore. Um, yeah, I'll go with why, it. Why do you I'll, have I'll all these co-hosts in that are that. into sitcoms? What is this weird when fascination? It, when it works in my favor, as far as the argument I'm presenting, I'll, I'll allow it. I, I enjoy the How I Met Your Mother reference, a show that I did not watch. Uh, Dave, there. I mean, there is a t- a tab on Wiki, which is uh, number four reception, four point one critical reception, four point one point one criticism of Keanu Reeves' performance. <laughs> is it so yeah, hard? people are not a fan, and I get it. I absolutely get it. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually defending, like, uh, or not defending him. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't mean to say it like that, but I was I was almost letting him a little off the hook because he Keanu's and everything, and we've gotten really accustomed to wanting, like, the cyberpunk Keanu, which is essentially the John Wick Keanu, which is essentially just a, uh, a someone who can't act as well in Bram Stoker's drag. I mean, it's Keanu. Um, I mean, he's out of his and depth, he, and uh, I think, and Coppola, yeah, Coppola has even is. said, like, the only reason he cast him was to get, you know, young women into the audience. Like, he's like, I need, I need somebody hot. Like that's bring him in. I don't care if he's is any that good. the, the so. problem that you didn't cast uh, a hot Dracula. 
I mean, are you are you saying Gary Oldman's ugly? Is that is that what you're I'm saying? I'm not saying he's like... ugly. Um, <laughs> although he does ugly himself up for a lot of roles. I, I'm gonna, I was going to say, like, even if you bring in like a hot Dracula, like he's the way this film is structured, he's going to change into something ugly. And is it that even more of a betrayal? Uh... I would say it's a it is <laughs> kind of a betrayal <laughs> to American audiences, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, or mm-hmm. maybe not even American, but vampires generally speaking are sexy in pop culture, and this mm-hmm. one is. There, there's that odd split where he is. Yeah, it tries to tries to do both grotesque, for sure. and then I don't think I, I ever make that leap. Gary Oldman, you give him the the fucking you know cousin it hairstyle, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the glasses, glasses the mon- and the top hat. Even, yeah, I think you know I'm still just stuck with him and his his robe and his long nails and just talking <laughs> shit to mm. to Harker to Mr. Reeves. I could never make that leap to like hmm. Yeah, I can see. I can see Winona wanting to get down with him. It's so interesting because I've, you know, obviously spending too much time on the internet as per usual. Like you see people post pictures of Gary Oldman in that getup, and like a lot of these women who follow are like really into it. And I'm like, really? Hmm. That that's what does it for you? Like, I don't understand. I think that is probably the weakest part of the movie for me is making the leap there that Winona in present time is going to look at that guy and be charmed. Like, I don't, I'm not sure I get time to bring that. out your vampire mutant powers. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. Gotta, I was going to say that yeah. that's part of the spell, right? Like, but even like when they he, first he meet, kind of, like she's interested yeah. in him, like before any of the vampire spell starts. And I'm like, the, mm. how much of it is like, and maybe they, they could have mentioned this, but the, just the aura of someone who had, you know, been around for 400 years, just smashing whomever. Right. That kind of power, for, you know. For yeah, like, you've sure. gotten used to picking up women. I, you know what I mean. Like at this point, you just walk in a room, you know how to turn your head, and you can look like, uh, you know, Dracula. You can kind of be, you know, disheveled, not really disheveled, but just like unattractive. And she's still gonna be like, ooh, because he knows how to do it at this. point. I mean, he looks like <laughs> so he's rolling a, with... a Batman villain off one of the Schumacher films. Mm. Like he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could easily become the Riddler very, yeah. <laughs> with just a couple changes. <laughs> I have the opposite uh, approach, Derek. So I, now I'm concerned for Dracula himself. Uh, so we we just did an episode. Thank uh, goodness someone stands up for Dracula. I'm going to stand up for Dracula. <laughs> so we did an episode on the remains of the day. So we, that was our our Hopkins week. There. This is <laughs> this is Winona week. So you know the internet. Hopkins here too. He's here. I mean, but. <laughs> The internet demanded an episode on how to make an American quilt, and so we're going to give them that <laughs> after this one. We will... you can't see Derek's face, but he's excited, very excited. Um, my issue was okay, so he's he's been buttoned up for however many years uh, in his castle, so there could be sort of the comedy of manners as far as how does how does Dracula reintegrate into society without turning into a fucking wolf going after a red, the first redhead he sees, which is reasonable in my mind. Like mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm a universal monster, like there's no other like act other than that. Like it just becomes, I mean, not I mean a, Lucy's definitely the hottest person in this movie. So but I get, I get it. Dracula, Mike as it. Dracula, there is no like bigger motive. It's just like, God damn, this guy just keeps terrorizing the redheads of London. Like what is happening here? <laughs> but, Mike turns Dracula into like Jack the Ripper. Something. Jack the Ripper. Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Jesus. But way to make it worse, buddy. I'm defending Dracula here. I'm defending that particular thing because I'm like, okay, he doesn't know how to behave himself. Hmm. 
It would be like if uh, someone came out of, like, they hadn't dated since 1955, right? And so they come they come out and they're just dressed ridiculously. So we understood Anthony Hopkins in the remains of the day, as far as like, well, he's got no experience. Mm. Like, he's been stuck in yeah. this castle. Dracula, to me, is the opposite of buttoned up. He's stuck in a castle with Monica Bellucci and Monica Bellucci <laughs> 2 and 3, with snakes coming out of their hair, like, just fucking everything like they're on a warpath for sex <laughs> and i'm thinking how does that man restrain himself he doesn't with mm. the redhead but right. is the grand gesture here that he just makes an attempt <laughs> to have courtship with my own rider because it's got to be killing him it has to be killing him well he's got to it's got to get it out of his system for first that's why he goes after the redhead and then he can be romantic after that see now you're taking a Derek point <laughs> it's like fu- it's like fuck mary kill yeah exactly that's what it is exactly I, I right. So it's settled all, down with Renona. All redheads here. That is not getting it out of your system. That is the end goal. That is what you're trying to get to. <laughs> right, Derek. Instead, he was like, "Now that that's out of the way, <laughs> now I can be romantic. I can make a great." Where's that beautiful? Time. I get it. Eighty pound woman <laughs> in the window. <laughs> Side question, Derek. Uh, when has one owner writer yes. been at her most attractive? This is, I actually think it's a difficult question. Watched, have you ever watched Stranger Things? the mom. Well, no. She's like 80 now. I mean, not really. Uh, I, probably Heather's for hmm. me, if I had Impressive. to. Okay, you went the if other I way. Yeah. I was going to pay her a compliment that she's not really aged that much. I mean, she, she looks relatively the same. So if, yeah. if you're not a fan of One Order Rider, um, I was just trying to figure out where... Has she moved right. ever so slightly in Derek's direction? When her hair was at its biggest, probably for me. <laughs> so, like after the bomb goes off in Heather's, that's exactly so, okay. Fair if Derek is Dracula, we've already established what I would do, and God oh, help no. the 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 ginger haired folks uh, <laughs> of that era. <laughs> but uh, God help the soulless. Mike has so, come to town. So, so much, so much body hair coming their way. Um, if Derek is Dracula, and you just kind of point out, and we've kind of made fun on this show, that you are also like uh, a man out of time as far as your your taste <laughs> in the ladies. <laughs> so you're Dracula. You have a particular taste. Is that establishing maybe why? Isn't it, I mean, obviously he loves Winona Ryder's character, and that's, you know, she killed herself. Sure. It's very dramatic. But let's just break it down to the physical, my type so many things have to change as he's alone in his castle with Bellucci and company. Does it have to be Winona? Because that's the closest approximation to getting what he wanted then. Cause imagine Derek, like if Derek was on a rampage throughout the seventies and eighties, uh, <laughs> and then for some reason he has to go live in vampire castle for a time and then come back. What is, what is Derek? Who do you aspire to get? Who's your Winona now? Who who is still providing you <laughs> with that lost love now? This has just been an episode Probably of the me same ones. putting Probably. Derek on the spot. <laughs> what are your sexual inclinations, Probably. Derek? Tell us. <laughs> Very similar to how um, uh, another one of your hosts, Jared Dotson from what Sober Cinema, often would say, your wife is always going to be happy because as she gets older, you're going to be more attracted to her, <laughs> right? As she wrinkles and thickens up. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same ones that uh, I had, you know, missed out on in the seventies and eighties. I'm just, I'm just waiting, 
Like I can't wait to come out, and now you are fighting this time. Like, yes, you got you are thick, thickened up and right. pushing a wall in my vampire right? castle, so, just waiting for my yeah, moment. Uh, yeah, so eternal youth would really be uh, a trip to wasted on Derek. <laughs> I I wouldn't have to personally age, right? I like the. In fact, I like as uh, that gap widens, right? Not just May December, but like February December, and so I'm okay Derek's with like that. May right? next December, like this. Is- May, I May have made a crucial era era in this podcast. Um, not for what Derek just said. That actually was fine. That's that's the stuff I want. Uh, but it just made me recall that Winona Ryder is in a romance with Richard Gere about a generational gap love story and man would i have much preferred to watch richard Gere than what's <laughs> coming up next i apologize to all involved dave it's been a while since we talked about your uh sexual proclivities so go ahead give us your your version of dave as dracula where are you going what are you doing <laughs> wow um it it hurts me to say this, but my choices would be similar to Mike's because I also have a thing for redheads. Uh, so that's that's probably where I would go. Um, and, you know, like most good, healthy Americans, I'm obsessed with youth culture, so I'm not going for the 60-year-olds like Derek. So me and Mike would be a You just said healthy, though. I, it's both of us liking healthy, right? You like them healthy because of their youth. I like them healthy. Of, yeah, I like them healthy. Sick and young. They don't have to be thick at 70. Derek's version of uh, Dracula here is is getting eerily close to like Buffalo Bill, him taking one owner rider <laughs> <laughs> ordering up you know, five course meals constantly. Um Ask her if she's a size fourteen or something <laughs> like that. So this <laughs> This uh, nope. <laughs> Dracula movie is pretty well regarded. <laughs> We've not really talked about it. It's just been an excuse to uh, talk about things we like. Uh, I was surprised, Dave. 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it actually was higher than that. Uh, but then 79% from the audience score. So that that's actually... Yeah, I, I actually I, thought it would be reversed. Hmm. I thought the audience would rebel against all this nonsense and the critics would see, appreciate it. See, that doesn't surprise me because when a movie goes big like this, you're always going to get a segment of critics who are like, well, this is ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking vampire movie. Of course it's ridiculous. Like, And I love the fact that the movie starts out with like, okay, you're either with us or you're not. Like, I'm just going to say, you know, God doesn't exist anymore. I'm going to live forever. And he does. Like, that's it. That's the, <laughs> that's the, uh, the origin story of Dracula in this. He just rejects God, stabs the cross, drinks the blood. All right, we're good to go. Um, so it's asking a lot, you know, from the start. But I think audiences are a lot more willing to go with this stuff, especially when it's like a fantasy-based thing. They're like, okay, that's, let's do it then. That's, that's been fine. this podcast. Fantasies on display. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but critics, I think sometimes, and, and I've been guilty of this with certain movies, where you're just like, man, you are thinking too hard about this. Like, hmm. it's, it's a Dracula movie. It's fine. Like, I remember when I first saw it, not being a big fan of it, but that came from when I, especially when I was younger and a movie was based on a book that I really liked, I would be really hard on it. Because like, oh, why'd you change that? Why'd you change this? But as I'm, hmm. as the years have passed, like, I get much lighter on this stuff. I'm like, you know what? This is as good as we're going to get, and I had a good time, uh, and everyone is making this movie seems like they're having a good time. Like, you mentioned all the suitors. Like, that stuff still really works. Like, all three of those guys. Like, I would watch, you know, I'd watch a comedy of errors with them and Anthony Hopkins and, you know, everyone else involved. That would be great. Um, So it doesn't surprise me that it wasn't that highly thought of. It's definitely a movie, I think, that's gotten... um, 
kind of reappraised and there are a lot more big time fans of this now, especially as they figure mm. out like what, what kind of craft went into, you know, yeah. uh, creating some of these shots. And, you know, they, they've made a big deal about the, the shot with the diary and the, like the, the wagon, the train going across and how they essentially like built this from scratch. Like it wasn't a special effect necessarily just built like a gigantic book and filmed it. Like this is like, so the amount of work that goes into a movie like this is some, it's, there's some pretty impressive stuff here. Some of that um, sounds very nerdy, but you, I don't yes. think you can deny that this film has a distinct look to it. Like you may not really oh, yeah. care how they, uh, they accomplished it, but I remember watching it for the first time as a kid, and uh, it did terrify me. J- just because it just mm-hmm. looked so, um, I don't know, like unseemly. Just in those, even those transitions, mm, yeah. it just looked yeah. scary. Right. Uh, and I'm in good company. A couple of guy, he's all right. <laughs> Roger Ebert, I was Kids just got a future. pulling up the cr- critical reaction, and his line is, I enjoyed the movie simply for the way it looked and felt. Uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. the narrative, he's like, eh, just, I don't know. <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely. You know, well, you, and Dave, I think you did bring this point up, right? The idea that it's been reappraised in recent years and kind of has that, that cult following and a greater respect for the craft, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I think you also have to take a look at, you know, uh, this isn't, you know, your, your, your mama's Dracula, right? So you had like 60 years of people only seeing a Bella Lugosi uh, um, or like a Christopher Lee, very right? Stuffy. With your yeah. very stuffy that you, he wears a cape. Uh, we don't we don't do a lot of the things that we now see happening in this uh, version. And that think about the the idea that that was a sixty year span, right? From like thirty one to ninety two, and now we're almost thirty years later from Bram Stoker's Dracula. And I think it's kind of fallen into an archetype that people understand a whole heck of a lot more. Like it's acceptable now, mm-hmm. um, almost in that same similar fashion. Even when you look at like some of the makeup that they do when, when Dracula is, you know, monstered up, it looks like very similar, not to mention, you know, well, movie and TV references. Like Buffy uh, like the way that they did vampires in like the Buffy series, mm-hmm. right? Like it became an aesthetic that was very acceptable for how your vampire can present itself, which I thought was kind of cool and something that I didn't really appreciate like the first time that I watched it, how much it kind of just changed the game right. for how you want to tell this Dracula story. Um, and, and the aesthetic, I mean, just visually, it is striking. Yeah. Even with like the set, uh, you know, where they had to, you know, do a lot of like forced perspective and things of that nature, it's still just a really striking film. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Yeah, and it's a in a lot of ways, it's a making a movie based on quote unquote Bram Stoker's Dracula should it should never work because uh, the book itself hmm. is not it's not cinematic in any way. It's basically a bunch of letters back and forth and journal entries. So the fact that this movie moves as quickly as it does is pretty impressive work. I don't know who wrote the screenplay. I don't know if Coppola was involved in that uh, as well, but like it's, it's pretty striking how great this is. There are a lot of, there are a lot of older Dracula movies that kind of follow the plot, but they just focus on Dracula. They're not going to delve into the, the human aspect. There's just going to be like some random person who comes into his clutches and that's what we're going to follow. So the fact that they even attempted this, it was kind of impressive to me. And the fact that it still kind of works is 
even more impressive. Like, I watch this and I'm just, I mean, I've watched this movie a lot. This is a movie that's kind of in regular rotation for me, um, simply because of, you know, my love for the original source material. And this is the closest I think we're ever going to get. And every time I watch it, I'm just kind of wowed by how close they got. Like, sure, they made it more romantic, not as kind of grungy and dirty, and Keanu Reeves is bad. But, you know, (laughs) this is as good as we're going to get. So I'm happy with it. You asked uh, who wrote the script, Dave. That would be mm-hmm. one James V. Hart. And if you go to his IMDb credits, they include uh, not only Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, but Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, there you go. And Hook. <laughs> he wrote oh. Hook. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> well, it looks like we have to go back a and national, tell another story. A national treasure. <laughs> we don't have time for that, though. So, Dave, thank you for joining us. Tell us about off-screen sure. death and where people can download immediately and get away from yes. this talk of my <laughs> yes. rampage and through one and redheads. Yes. Uh... Sadly, it is another podcast featuring Mike, so hmm. there may be more mention of rampaging and redheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mike and I have a show called Off Screen Death, where I make him watch movies that you're supposed to watch uh, before you die. So all the cinephile classics, and then Mike makes me watch movies that maybe aren't as highly thought of critically, but are much more of a good time. Um, so you get a little bit of both. You get the kind of hoity-toity um, film Twitter version, and you get the like, hey, let's just watch a movie and have a good time. Uh, you can, of course, subscribe to us on all platforms, and you can find us on Twitter at OffScreenDeath and on Instagram at the TheOffScreenDeath. Such a professional there. Don't you like the way he just rips that right out, Derek? I mean, <laughs> just like it's just on autopilot. He's it helps. He it helps when I've just... already done it once. Mm. Now I'm like, okay, now I got right. it. <laughs> It's better than Hyro, uh, who says, just Google it. And it's like, wow, you really show enthusiasm. <laughs> just for your Google own it. Also, we spelled are, it wrong. Are you shag? Google it. <laughs> Google me. Oh, all right. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get into, uh, I'm going to hang up, and then we're going to talk for our finale. Quilt talk, baby. How to make American quilt. I hope Derek has a lot of material here. I hope yeah. he just goes nuts. It seems the more I know about something... Well, the less I want to know about it. On top of that, my sweetheart Sam is taking our home apart and putting it back together in some mysterious new form. I've decided to go away for the summer. This makes Sam nervous. He thinks I'm leaving because last night he proposed to me. Sam's great, and I really love him. And I'm 26. This is not an unreasonable age to get married. Especially if you've found your possible soulmate. But how do you merge into this thing called a couple and still keep a little room for yourself? And how do we even know if we're only supposed to be with one person for the rest of our lives? Are you ready for me, Peter? Come on. You must go.